Knock, knock. Oh, whoa. Who's there? Control freak. Control freak. Okay, who? now you say control freak who. Uh, okay. And... That's a good one. Hey, Jay, yesterday I saw a guy spill all his Scrabble letters on the road. Really? Yeah, I asked him, what's the word on the street? <sighs> Have you heard about that new restaurant? It's called Karma. No. <laughs> There's no menu. You get what you deserve. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, let's start the show. What I don't think is a podcast and you're listening to it today. What I don't think is a podcast and it's hosted by Chuck and Jay. We don't know what we're going to do and we don't know what we're going to say. But all we know is we're not going today. Yeah, we're not going today. Not Nordic Pod at G. Hello. Hi. Welcome to episode 24. Faux. We're not Nordic. Faux. You know what I'm saying? It's 2020. How about that? I could make another looking joke with glasses and stuff, but geez, how many can I make? It's 2020. We're going to war. Australia's burning to the ground. But, but we're not that kind of podcast. But we're we're here. We're gonna we're gonna try to have some laughs amidst it all. How about that? Yes, I agree. Because so, we are in fact not Nordic. Nordic. Okay. <laughs> okay. So so please. Okay. Well, we got an email. An email. And I am going to read to not Nordic pod at gmail.com. gmail.com. So here we go. This was sent prior. So this was sent around December twentieth. So we took we took a long break. We took a, we took a little break. break. Yeah. So here we go. You ready? And away we go. Hi, huge fan of the Hello. show. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for making me. Uh, thank you for. Thank you for making me look forward to my commute to work and the shore. Who's this email from, by the way? I was gonna get to it, but uh, it is from Brooke. Brooke, friend, friend of the show, listener of the show. Friend of the show, listener of the show. Brooke, Brooke. go on. Yes. Um. I'm always up to date with your episodes, and each one leaves me with many questions, Brooke as Shields. well as insight. <laughs> Unfortunately, life's com- com- life comes into play, and those thoughts float away from me. Luckily, I am in my office now, and when I parked my car, you were in mid-E-Town concrete discussion. <laughs> my best E-Town memory was in 2002 when they played with, God forbid, Hatebreed and Converge at the Electric Factory. I was there. You were at that show. Opening Man was A Life Once Lost. Oh, nice. Yeah. What album was out at that time? Uh, that was before Great Artists. All uh, they had was Fourth Plague. They had that one good song on that album. Wh- which one? I uh, can't remember. The fast one? Uh, the one with the <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> she said, I'm almost positive that they opened with Soldier and then went right into Firstborn. I remember that vividly because the hype was insane. One more note I can add about the concert was God forbid. I have seen them many times and easily that was my favorite. Yeah, there were there were I think they were touring off Gone Forever at that point. And that album's fucking underrated. Now what's the hit what's the hit off that one? Um probably uh better hang on, let me look at her track list. It's on the tip of my tongue. So what is what is your favorite God forbid song? Would you say? I actually I like the title track off Gone Forever because it's got like a because he that guy screams mostly, uh-huh. but it's got an awesome like si- like super epic singy chorus. I'm a fan of No Sympathy and Asked Out. 
those two I, songs. Those are on Determination both, right? Oh, I have no clue. I, I just believe know those so. songs are dope to the max. Yeah, I, th- I think that the one people tend to know of Colin Forever was Victim of Life, the anti-hero. <laughs> Keep going. No. No, guys. <laughs> no, I don't know that song. I'm not, I'm not a giant uh, African-American gentleman with dreadlocks. So. Okay. <laughs> I, won't pr- I won't try to sing his parts. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, that was my favorite, and I have to give hate breed since I'm referring to that Pacific concert. They annihilated Under the Knife and Satisfaction. She wrote, now I'm on a tangent. Yeah, it was Perseverance Tour, so hate breed really had no bad material at that point. Nice. Maybe because it is the last day of high school until January 2nd, whoops, and I am in too high spirits. Anyways, Chuck has a major point regarding uh, music such as E-Town Concrete for the gym. My husband and I do CrossFit and work out. It's uh, it heightens. It, it, it is heightened when harder sounding music is playing. It boosts your adrenaline and creates a stronger output. Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, it's either that for me when, in, when I when I worked out and I should probably start working out again. It was either that or like, like something like Dragon Force or like really bassy, ignorant rap music. That was, okay. that was my working out music. Yeah, seriously, because Perseverance lived through this. That is the best cadence for running. Oh yeah, totally. You know what I mean? It's 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 the perfect is, time signature for. Is that on? Is live? Isn't live through this on Rise of Brutality? Dude, I have no idea. Live through this, or what was that? What was on that one then? Um, on Perseverance, obviously. Uh, Perseverance. Well, uh, Doomsayer. Doomsayer had the sickest breakdown. Okay, after I read this email, I'll look that up, and, and I'll let I'll, and I'll, I'll I'm probably wrong because you are the. Well, the first song is is proven, and that's the one. That's the one that starts. You want to see me fail? You'll you won't get, get that chance. chance. Yeah. Right. Okay. True. I mean, hey, we'll see. We're going to check it out. I mean, it is what it is. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Okay, so back to the email. But Re- she's very right, is, yeah. is the point. Okay. <laughs> she's very she's very correct. A few things. Regarding Thanksgiving episodes, uh, Soul. She calls me Soul because when we were kids, back in the day when we used to go to shows in our area, she wasn't allowed to go to the show unless I was there to make sure she was okay. Oh. So bands like, you know, who came through there? Uh, Freight Train? Yes. All, all those all those type of shows, her parents had to make sure I was there, so I called her my soul sister. She called me her soul brother. So she refers to me as soul. You guys are besties pretty much. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. I was that's, part of her wedding. That's, she that's, was in my wedding. Yeah, you know, that's, so. that's, 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 that's your homegirl for yeah. sure. Oh, faux show. Regarding Thanksgiving episodes... How could you have meant? How could you have not mentioned Full House, Miracle of Thanksgiving, nineteen eighty seven, Frozen Turkey, the Get Ready Dance, emotional mom talk? Yeah, she hit us with the year and everything. I know. Well, she is a big um, Full House fan, so am I. But I digress. Additionally, I would like to add Adam's family values. Uh, the scene with Wednesday, we talked about that, and the Thanksgiving play at the summer camp. First pilgrim. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Perfection. Uh, you inquired about Christmas traditions and throughout the years they have come and gone. What I am enjoying is the role change. Now that we are the generation of adults, we find ways to create traditions with our friends and family. For example, this will be the fourth year building gingerbread houses with my friend Leslie and her sons. Each year gets better and better and I cannot wait until I have little ones to share this tradition with. Honestly, the biggest joy we have uh, with building the gingerbread houses is seeing the little ones light up. Yeah, that's 
Yeah. That I, sounds awesome. <laughs> it does. No, but I but I agree. I agree with like as we grow, we become those people who do the jobs that we took for granted. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Cuz <laughs> I I actually I, I I've actually uh, I've started to feel bad that I don't really have a big enough place to host Thanksgiving for my parents and stuff. I feel bad that they still have to do it, you know? Yeah, well, even if you have a TV trays, it's it's not about where you're eating, it's who you're eating with. Like, I feel Remember I feel like that, those, those things should be more on my lap these days, if that makes sense. What do you mean? Ah, I just, you know, I feel like I should be the one taking care of the, the, uh, the, the good times, and my parents should be the ones sitting back. Would you ever think about just giving it a try, like doing like a little Friendsgiving kind of a situation? Maybe I'll do that this year. Try it out, bro. Bring them over to our house when we're having ours. You would love my mom. <laughs> That's well, what we'll have to we'll have to find out. Mom of the show. Mom of the show, <laughs> Cubby. Uh, all right, she said, my brother and I as kids would always go to my cousin's house for Christmas Eve. Don't get me wrong, it was fun, and we both we both love Aunt Rose mashed potatoes. And Jay, you love Aunt Rose cookies. This is her aunt, aunt and, and that's the way she talks in the third person when she does this stuff. Like, <laughs> you love Aunt Rose stuff. Yeah, it was also the subject line of the email. Yes, yeah. she she is a character. To be honest, well, I we love. We can have her on someday. <laughs> well, she Why better not? bring some cookies. She better bring some cookies. Oh and yeah, she no. bring some mashed potatoes. No, there's some. In, there's definitely. Oh, we're we're gonna have Aunt Rose on. Oh yeah, we'll have Aunt Rose on. <laughs> I love that both my mother and I have hosted at our homes for the past couple of years. The holidays are all about the people you love and care about most. Hey, Soul, come to think about it, we have been exchanging Christmas presents over Mexican food for years. So, tradition it is. There you go. Agreed. One last thing. I have to disagree about Cats the movie and your opinions of the release. First off, if you go back, I didn't talk trash. I just said it looked interesting. So, opinions... Opinion. Oh, I, oh, I've got opinions. Okay, There's, you can you can count me for multiple opinions. <laughs> the movie will have dancers from the Royal Ballet, Cats the Musical, and NYC Ballet. Being yep. a dancer, I am aware of how much this means to the ballet world and the impact it has on artists all over the globe. Hey, the movie may be great or just terrible. However, I do know that I will be enjoying the dancing. Mm-hmm. You both are awesome. Have an amazing holiday, Uh-oh. Brooke. Thank you for the kind words. Yes, thank you. Now let's talk about cats. Okay, nice. We'll get right <laughs> let's, into let's it. Let's talk about cats. I, uh, <clears throat> as a follow up to Chilling with Chuck number four, thank you if you listen to it. I, I just to catch everybody up. I, I decided to go see Cats uh, for no other reason than to have something to talk about on the show. Really? So you did go back? So I, so I went. I fell asleep twenty minutes in. Caught myself a real nice nap, a nice refreshing nap. Okay. And I was sitting in the car. I did chilling with Chuck, and I was all prepared to leave, and because I just I felt like I couldn't dedicate another two hours of my life to that thing. And then it it, it kind of became a uh, like a masochistic type thing. Like I I literally I was like I, I texted you. I was like I can't let this movie beat me. Right. And uh, so I went back in. As I said, I had the unlimited pass, so it didn't cost me anything to just buy another ticket for it. And then it occurred to me that I had already seen the very beginning, so I didn't have to go in and watch that. I didn't have to hear the big, uh, how familiar are you with it, with this at all? I just remember the commercial was like the 25th anniversary, remember they're walking through down in New York, and it's, uh, oh, well, the cat's on the... I don't know the so, song, So, but... uh, the big overture, that the, the, the tribe of cats they belong to is called the Jellicles. Okay. And the big overture in the beginning is... Jellical songs for Jellical cats, and they just repeat that so many times. And I was like, okay, I don't need to hear the Jellical cats song again. Okay. So I um 
uh, I got a dollar in t- tokens for the little arcade they have, and I started playing Galaga, which, you know, is the, the it's the old school arcade game where you you're you're a spaceship and you just have to keep hitting the shoot button to right. shoot all the other spaceships. And what I didn't count on was I I had the Galaga game of my life. Really? <laughs> I, yeah, I played for like a half hour. I Damn. was I, I kept on getting extra guys. I was like, shit, I can't I can't not let this go. I, I got to hide. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna make the top twenty, man. My my initials are gonna be immortalized <laughs> here at the movie theater. <sighs> Which, by the way, I might have to quit that movie theater because I just heard they're they're switching to Pepsi products in in March, and that's unacceptable. Wow. But, um, so anyway, so I finally died. I finally finished Galaga. And I went in, and they were singing about... So, basically, just to... I'll, I'll go over it again. There, there's not much plot to Cats. Essentially, the Jellicles meet once a year, and the leader of the Jellicles, um, Old Deuteronomy... The, the character names are something. Okay. Uh, Old Deuteronomy selects one one cat to basically go to the Jellicle ver- what is uh, what from what I gathered is the Jellicle version of heaven and ascend into like an- another life, a better life or whatever. I guess playing with the premise that cats have nine lives so they can, you know what I mean? Okay, so I, gotcha. I, I guess. I guess maybe there wasn't even that much thought put into it. Uh, okay. Cuz I I I researched it afterwards. The play is based on a book of poetry by T.S. Eliot. So there was really there was no story to it. It's it's poems that Andrew Lloyd Webber had to kind of try and figure out some sort of, some sort of connective tissue for. Interesting. Which by the way, as as an aside, apparently there were there wasn't a lot of faith in it initially and Andrew Lloyd Webber actually put a second mortgage on his house to put the down payment on the original theater in London so if, if Cats had been uh, a flop then he would have been ruined he said Damn. and instead it ended up I think they said it's grossed 3.5 billion dollars worldwide holy moly uh, anyway so the pretty much the entirety of the show with, with in the movie with very few exceptions are the different cats introducing themselves via song and mostly explaining why they should be the cat that ascends to, I forget the name of the place. I don't Valhalla. Yes, Valhalla. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you van for a sec. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually just so I just so I know some of these words here. The funny thing is, is if you go back and watch those old commercials that used to be on TV where they're talking about cats on the street and stuff. Yeah, dude, that just brings back so many memories. And I watched it actually not too long ago. I'd say even before this movie was in production, and I remember the guy saying, oh, "I've seen it like five times." You know, I gotta, I gotta pull that commercial up. The heavy, I, the heaviest side layer is the name of where they go. Okay, you, but you know what that reminds me of? With that dumb language like that, it reminds me of Man Max Beyond Thunderdome, Tomorrow Tomorrowland or whatever. No, it really is. I like, find it at him. Like the like the the uh, the overweight orange tabby cat played by Rebel Wilson. Yes, that's Jenny Any Jenny Any Dots. That's her name. Okay. Um, there's also a um, a magician cat named Mr. Mistopheles. Uh Scrimble Shanks is the rail the railroad cat. So well, another thing is another thing that really like is very strange about this movie is you never are able to tell how big these cats are supposed to be. Uh, like so, sometimes they'll walk through doorways and they'll look like they're you know I don't know two feet tall. And then during Mister Scrimbleshanks' big number, which by the way has a sick tap dance number, really, yeah, it's pretty sick. Okay, that's that's uh, 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 the the choreography is really insane and elaborate. Brooke is a hundred percent right about that. Okay, um, but the, at that point they all are small enough to be dancing on a railway tie. 
So like, okay. are they microscopic? Are they? And just the fact that they, at any given time they could be any kind of size really like. For me, it really fucked with my brain through the entirety of the movie. It really made it very trippy. That, so it's not it's not like um, what was that movie called? That it was. Why are they even bring it up if I don't even know what it's called? It's called like something in Toyland. Babes in Toyland. Not Babes in Toyland. It was a movie with this guy. He had glasses. He was he had a gun. I can't remember what it was called, so it's not even. There's no point bringing it up until I can think about it. Well, yeah, you. I still got a lot more to say about cats, so maybe maybe it'll come to you. Okay, go ahead. Um, at one point in the background, there's a dude that they just forgot to put cat makeup on. Oh my god! Like, he's just he didn't even get his fake fur. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I got in. I think I probably missed ten minutes, but I I got in. And I, I stayed awake the rest of the time. So I've officially seen 95% of cats. And it's important to note, like, I, uh, uh, I, I said in Chillin' with Chuck that I woke up in time to hear Jennifer Hudson sing Memory, which is, like, the trademark number. Right. But it was actually just, like, a little prelude. She was actually, you know what I mean? She was just singing a little bit of it to... You know, give us a little tease. To wet your whistle. So I actually saw the full-blown performance of memory that Jennifer Hudson does at the end, and it's incredible. She's just, she fucking crushes it. She, like, she's got snot coming out of her nose. That's that's how badly she's emoting. Damn. And it, it's like, it's it's a great performance, but at the same time, like, I was wondering why somebody didn't tell Jennifer Hudson, like, you know, it's not that kind of movie, right? Uh-huh. Like, you don't really have to take this that seriously. <laughs> well, maybe you know what? Maybe this is big. This is a big thing for her. Yeah, I mean, I, and what was the other movie she did? Wasn't was she in um the movie with Eddie Murphy? I forget what that was called. Well, if it's something that Eddie Murphy did in the past twenty years, I don't think I've seen it. No, the no the movie with the uh, the musical. Um, Oh, Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls, yeah. Yeah, she was definitely in that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Wasn't that was probably her last movie? Hold on, let me look it up. Sorry. Um. So... Dollman and the Demonic Toys, that was what the movie was called. What on earth is that? Uh, It's a movie that came out called Dollman and the, the Demonic Toys. Well, it looks kind of sweet. Should I watch You've it? You've never seen that? Uh, oh, my God. I've never seen Dollman and the Demonic Toys. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, I apologize. well, that's what I'm saying. Remember, you can you can tell how you know the it was a it was a height difference. You thing, seriously so. asked me that like I just told you I hadn't seen The Godfather. <laughs> Dude, this movie will blow your mind. Okay, so I will I will table that. As yeah, we like yeah, to say. That, yeah, that can be a punching bag for okay. sure. Maybe I'll just throw that in the throw that in the list. Now, what was I looking up? Oh, Jennifer Hudson. I'm sorry. Go ahead, <laughs> continue. Um, uh, Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen, who's a wonderful actor. Oh, that's another thing. Some of the cats wear clothes and some don't, which I, I thought, which I found kind of confusing, because like, I don't know if some of them are wearing clothes, then aren't the ones not wearing clothes naked? Naked, like, right? Isn't that weird? Like, now hold on. Are the ones that are elevated are they wearing clothes, and the ones who are trying to be elevated are they not wearing? No, clothes? No, because um, Ian McKellen plays August, uh, uh, Gus, the um, the theater cat who was once very famous and now isn't anymore. Uh, and he's, he's Gus, which is short for asparagus, by the way. Oh, my and, gosh. And uh, he wears, like, a ratty old coat. <laughs> uh, and then Judy Dench plays uh, the leader, old Deuteronomy, and she wears a fur coat, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, does that mean she's a cannibal or something? Oh, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> fur is murder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Purr is murder. So, okay. I mean... It, it, 
it's a can I can I talk about how it ends or can I not spoil a forty year old musical? Uh, plus fifteen, if you want. She uh, Jennifer Hudson was in the Three Stooges. I saw I, was, I saw that. It was terrible. So did I. I saw my nephew. He still busts my chops about it, but well deserved. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Honestly, uh, and she was in Sing. I guess she was a voice in Sing. Sing. Yeah, just Sing. The the cartoon, the cartoon with all the characters that actually sing. Oh, it's yeah. got the pig, never, the I've elephant, the the porcupine. Well, that one must not must not have been on my radar. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to punch a bag of that. I really appreciate that. Okay. Well, folks. Um, so, uh, Jennifer Hudson's character had left the Jellicles, uh to pursue fame and fortune, and she went with um, uh, an evil cat played by Idris Elba, who. Uh, <laughs> Go figure. I can't remember these ridiculous names. Idris Elba plays McCavity, who is essentially the villain of the piece. Okay. And so we get to the Jellicle Ball, right? And the, I'm not making any of this up, by the way. I believe We, we get to the Jellicle Ball, and McCavity sends uh, Taylor Swift, who plays... So I'm going to have to look another character name up. Taylor Swift plays a cat named <laughs> Bamba Lorena. Mm. And Bamba Lorena gets lowered down into the Jellicle Ball wearing like a sex pot cat outfit and blowing like glittery, glittery catnip onto the crowd to brainwash everybody. Okay. And at that point... Now, is this part of the musical? Yes. Okay, this is in the musical, the catnip? Yeah. Magical catnip? Well, it's in the movie. It should be noted, there's no talking in this movie. It's, it's, it's front to back songs. Okay. It's not one of those musicals where they stop to talk. And set up the next song. Okay. Anyway, I was going to so, say, kind of like Oliver, but Oliver actually has talking parts in it, too. Yeah. And so uh, Jennifer Hudson ends up... <laughs> the, 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 the one new cat, Victoria, brings her into the Jellicle Ball, and the, the other the other Jellicles are very uh, reticent to speak to her. And then she sings her song, and Victoria rubs Jennifer Hudson with her head. Because this, all the cats in this movie want to fuck each other. Like it's okay. all there's a lot of like licking and head rubbing and like they're just cleaning and like dog. thrusting. It's very fucking weird. Okay. Like literally, a furry could jerk off to this movie, and I'm sure they probably will when it comes out on Blu-ray. Hey, you know what? To each their own. If yeah. that's what they're into, then that's what they're into. I was a little disappointed there were no furries in either of my showings, if I'm being honest. But they probably all saw it opening weekend. That's fine. <laughs> to each their own. If that's what the, if that's what they're into. And that's what they're in. So the movie ends Bumps. with old Deuteronomy choosing Jennifer Hudson to be the cat that le- levitates to the, the high place and goes to her next life. She forgives her and chooses her as the chosen cat or whatever. Okay, so Jennifer Hudson gets it. Yeah. So then what happens to the, the main character? Uh, which which main character? Whatever one that is all over the TV screen. Oh, the white the the white cat. Victoria. Yes, yes. She she. So in the beginning, she's she's discarded by her owner and kind of taken in by the Jellicle cats. Okay. And in the middle of it, uh, old Deuteronomy invites her to the Jellicle ball, and she she says, "But I'm not a Jellicle cat." And uh, Judy Dench is like, "Well, we'll see about that or whatever." And so at the end, after Jennifer Hudson ascends to cat heaven. Judy Dench says to Victoria, "You're a Jellicle cat." So she becomes oh, okay. she becomes part of the gang. That's that, that's her arc. And then she's beaten in, yeah, and nearly dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So and then 
<laughs> Judy Dench ends the movie with a really overly long musical number where she breaks the fourth wall and talks to the camera and explains that cats are not dogs. And it's really brutal because... Now, hold on. Now, breaks the fourth wall. Are we talking like Hulk Hogan and Gremlins 2? You dudes! Hey! Get that movie back going, dudes! It's pretty like similar because she's really? like... She's like, everyone out there, let me tell you how to treat your cat or whatever. You! Chuck! You, Chuck! Wake falling up! Asleep. You, Chuck, yeah. wake up! Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then there's, like, a bunch of pauses in that song where you think it's over. So there's, like, five times in the last five minutes of the movie where you're like, oh, shit, it's finally over. And then she, then Judy Dench sings another verse. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's it's a long, long, long 110 minutes. So you did not enjoy it. That That is your review? You you agree with Brooke that the dancing was... Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the Jennifer okay. the Jennifer Hudson vocal performance, sick. Nice. But it's it's not it doesn't fit in the in the ridiculous screwballness of the rest of the movie. Any any ninety percent of the enjoyment that I may or may not have gotten from it was of the camp variety. Okay. Like it, it was like a mystery science theater type deal. For yourself, you're yeah. sitting in there doing your own commentary on how terrible it is. It made me wish I still did hallucinogens. I feel I feel oh. like there would have been a, a pretty big acid trip in there. Dude, get your board. Get your tape with Sublime, you know what I'm saying? Man, you remember you, go, bro. You remember a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hey, are you glad you saw it in the sense that you went and saw it and you were able to Sure, and I'm glad to see it in that it you gave us uh, let's see how long was that rant? Uh about, Holy moly. about 15 minutes worth of content on the okay. podcast. Well, there you go. All right. So that's cats. Uh do I need to give it I feel like some it was so insane. I don't think it's rateable. So I don't I don't I don't want to give in any any Viking broadswords. Okay. I'd say it's unrateable. That's fair. The first ever non-rating. Yeah, yeah, cuz you don't want to give it anything that's uh negative. No. Right. Cuz it's 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 kind of funny. Fair enough. I'll I'll never I, I damn sure tell you I'll never watch it again. <laughs> that's that's one thing I will say. Would you recommend to the to the right person, yeah. Okay. To not to everybody. Okay, fair enough. All right, we'll be right back with news. All right, and we're back. We are. Uh, yeah, it's true. We are. So, Chuck, did you see Cats? Let's hear another review. Go. Oh, jeez. So, Angelical Stevens was levitating with Bo Bice. Deuteronomy. And <laughs> Bo Bice. Wow, <laughs> shit. Um. <laughs> So I since I went on about that quite a long time and uh, I well not directly because of that I just don't have as much news as I usually do but I have a few things. Well, I I think that it just goes to show that you really had you were conflicted with that. So I'm glad that you were able to get what you wanted to get out. You know what I'm saying? It's true. So uh, did we didn't do this one last time, did we? What's uh, that? December seventeenth, twenty nineteen. Man caught pooping in aisle of San Francisco Safeway. No. Warning, some may find the images below disturbing. Dude, dude, dude. Ready for this one, dude? Yo, clean up on aisle two. Dude, well, I just went there, dude. Well. Please tell me that joke is in there, because. Well, at least it was considerate. Um, was it in the toilet paper aisle? It says an open package of toilet paper is seen in the photo sitting near the man. So he's in a store that has a bathroom and still took a dump in the aisle. I guess. Okay. 
All right, let me. We'll just read this. Yeah, let's the hear city about of this. San Francisco is taking action to clean up the streets, but what about the grocery stores? Okay. Shoppers at a Safeway in the Marina District got a disturbing surprise over the weekend. Mike, no last name given, a San Francisco resident, was at the Safeway when he spotted a man pooping in one of the aisles. Okay, yuck. An open package of toilet paper seen in this photo sitting near the man. Mike told KRON4. I think I'm going to call it K-Ron because that's funnier. Yeah. He saw the man go into a nearby Starbucks when he was finished. Dude, he went to go get a latte after he took his dump. Uh, K-Ron Forrest reached out to Safeway for a statement but has not yet heard back. This story comes as San Francisco deals with a growing amount of human waste complaints. San Francisco even has a poop, poop patrol. Staff members who clean up human waste around the city. Damn. God, what a job. So, Holy shit. So where did he go after he went to the bathroom? Starbucks. And what did he get? Ariana <laughs> Tardin. <laughs> wow, nice callback. Thanks. Uh, throughout the city, th- uh, th- three one one. I guess that's the non-emergency number. Okay. <laughs> Ain't a lot of this. Now that someone just took a dump. 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 <laughs> no, I, I, I've I've heard this. I heard that the the defecation issue is high. Yeah. There's tons of detritus everywhere, and they need to get a squad out there to clean it up. Wow, that's that's too funny. I was with a uh, friend of the show, Chris, just a little while ago. Right. And I told him he had a lot of detritus in his garage. And nice. And he said, I'd never heard that word. What does that mean? Nice. And I explained it means debris of any kind. Yes, I know a lot of people use it in the fish community when they're cleaning up their aquariums. Fish, P-H-I, I think. I'm totally, dude. Give me that bass solo and that 18,000-minute-long jam sesh. Oh, great band. Okay, so so what what was the outcome of this? Are you, they actually have a picture of the guy taking a dump. He's taking a dump on the shelf, folks. So he is. I mean, this is this guy's clearly this guy's clearly fucked up. I mean, yeah, he definitely know, has some I don't, don't want to. But man, <laughs> I feel I don't even know if I should mention this, but <laughs> look how big that blur mark is, man. <laughs> Dude's got a donger on. <laughs> well. That might not be the issue. It might be some drippage down the leg. Oh, it might be good. Some other oh, kind of good, stuff. good point. Good point. Yeah. So. All right. Let's move on to the net. I feel like I feel like we've uh, we've gotten all we can from that story. Yes. Enough with the bathroom talk. <laughs> Ew. Uh, follow up from the uh, Denny's punk rock show. Oh, okay. Uh, follow up. Nice. I'm excited to hear about this because that show did look quite phenomenal. Green Day donated two thousand dollars to pay for the damage to the Denny's. Oh. F- Oh, my God. <laughs> ever since that video, bro, ever since that, we're not Justin fucking Bieber. I have no <laughs> respect for him. He was really fucked up on pills when he did that. Oh, that's his excuse? He went to rehab, like, the day after. Yeah, because he was so embarrassed. He was like, oh, my God, what can I say to get <laughs> to get, to get some sympathy <laughs> here? God, that was so embarrassing. Actually, wife of the show called me out the other day. I was like, six fucking minutes? She's like, okay, Billy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny. Hey, Bryson, Green Day have swooped in and covered the entire bill. The band even left a note saying, Hey, Bryson, call us. We want to play the Bastards Club. Love, Green Day. I feel like that's a lie. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Trying to be uh, punker than thou. Green Day's new album, Father of All, is out February 7th. What the hell kind of name is that for? Well, there you go. They're father of They're taking care of the problem for those... Those um, what was the name of the band? Wacko. Wacko. Yeah, taking them, taking them, taking care of them. It looked like, it looked like a fun show, man. It really did. <laughs> it, did. it really did. I, I you know I, 
And you, it, o- and you always got those groups of scum that always yeah, it, mess up a venue, that, that ruin it for everybody else. It always sucked. But it always sucked booking a show and things got broken. It was local shows. We had we had a great venue down here where we were in the South Jersey area. It was a log cabin, and one show, a bunch of scum came and started tipping over the porta potties and spray painting, and we can never have shows there again. That is why the log cabin shows got shut down. Did you know? Did you know that? No, who played that show? Uh, I do not remember. That might have been the Infiltrator show. Oh, sick. So, I'm just letting you know. What, what, what was the incident that closed Del Laredo's down? Uh, I don't know. I think that, because we, we played shows in the 2000s. Yeah. And the, un, what was it, the Unwilling? They played there quite a bit as well. Yeah, I booked a few shows there in like 2001, 2002. I think just, I think. Uh, Maybe they just sold it or I think something. The, I think the owner actually passed away, right? Well, he looked and like he, he kind of looked like he was on death's door. Right, and <laughs> anyway. I think that's what happened. So, yeah, he was. Anyway, I <laughs> there was a a band I was in, Fourth Line Revolutionary. They're still around. They're called Seeing Snakes. I actually wrote a song about Delorados that we did record on one of our demos. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it called? Ode to Delorados. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you still have a copy of the demo? Yeah, I think so. Please. Bring it in so we can listen to it on the show. I sang it and everything. Please. <laughs> I want to hear this. Yeah, I can find it somewhere. Do you have it on MP3? Yeah. Please send it to me. Okay, yeah, I think I have it. Awesome. Do you want to... I sang two songs on that demo. You want to hear both of them? I want to hear the whole demo. All right, yeah. It's... If you have the Easy Target demo, please send that too. These are all local <laughs> bands, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry that we're talking about that. Easy Target was a local band, ladies and gentlemen, that apparently... <laughs> Jay just told me this recently. Apparently their parents wrote the lyrics to their first demo. Correct. Their first demo, there was there were lyrics, and one of the lyrics was, Cloud Nine isn't fun anymore. You'd rather be on ten. So props. That's, that's deep, man. Props to the mom and dad on those lyrics. What if I let my parents write lyrics to one of, to one of my bands? What what they would come up with? It's an interesting proposition. Maybe we could try that now. <laughs> uh, December twenty third. Uh, witness: Bank robber throws money on the street. Yells, "Merry Christmas!" Not all not all heroes wear capes. This is in Colorado Springs. Witnesses say a robber was doing everything he could to get caught after holding up a downtown Springs bank in the middle of lunchtime. He robbed the bank, came out, threw the money all over the place, said Dion Pascal, who told Eleven News he watched the whole thing unfold. According to the, to the police, the robber walked into the bank, claimed to have a weapon in his pocket, and took cash. Police have not confirmed what happened next, but according to Pascal, the crook tried to put a holiday spin on his crime. He started throwing money out of the bag and then said Merry Christmas. Bystanders scooped the money up and gave it back to the teller, Pascal said. Wusses. Pascal Smart. said the suspect sauntered down to the Starbucks. Everybody's going to Starbucks. <laughs> Go to the Starbucks next door and, quote, sat down and waited for the cops. It was almost like he wanted to get arrested. Police confirmed they took a subject into custody for robbery. They identified him as 65-year-old David Wayne Oliver, which really uh, plays into one of my one of my core <laughs> principles in right. life. Three names. Yeah, I told yeah. you that, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, man, I guess I've told you a lot of things I don't remember in the last 24 shows. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think Howard said something about that, too. I don't trust anybody with three first names. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's kind of funny. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. I guess if you caught some of the money, you should give it back here. Otherwise, you're just inviting trouble for yourself. I forget what that's called. That's actually called something. It's receiving... Receipt of stolen goods? I don't know. It's like um, receiving found... Something. It's something found. Receiving found 
I forget what it's called. So it's something you shouldn't be doing is what you're saying. Right. Now, folks, I couldn't find out what the doll man thing was, but I don't know what that's called. <laughs> <laughs> the doll man. Maybe I'll write a song about that. Anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Finally, uh, if any women are listening and happen to want to know the way to my heart. Let's hear it. Two pizza lovers got married and served pizza instead of wedding cake. What is There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Bride Jess Malera and groom Tony Sanchez's wedding day was cheesy in the best way. Once again, oh, people God, get paid to yeah. write these things. Yes. The high school sweethearts who tied the knot in December in Miami decided to forego the traditional wedding cake and serve their guests a tiered pizza cake instead. Look at that. Look how awesome that looks. That looks just like any other like uh, Italian restaurant. You know, that's how they serve pizzas now. Bottle of red. It's it's like it's like on a tier. You know what I yeah. mean? Like those little dishes. You know that they. Yeah, it's like there and then there is a little uh, plastic bride and groom on top. Okay. Tony and I love pizza and aren't huge fans of cake, so we surprised our guests with pizza cake. The bride told Wedding Chicks it was saucy and delicious, and what pizza dreams are made of. That's a keeper right there. Nice. Now, were there any like uh, were there any puns in there like? Uh... Now, here, here's where I'm a little concerned. Go. Uh, if you look at this... Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> the, uh, okay, is, is it the, it looks like in the place pizza? settings, everyone had their uh, had a little to-go container. A little that is pretty triangular cool. ca- to-go container for a slice of pizza. Now, it looks like there's some fresh basil hanging off the side here, but there, okay. there's something I can't identify on those pies. Can you see that? It uh, looks kind of like... To me, it looks like mushroom from here. But on the second tier, I don't know what that is. It looks like cigarette butts. Oh, I don't. I, I like this less if it was a cigarette butt pie. <laughs> I'm I'm just waiting for like you know, you know, mushroom jokes. You know what I mean? Jessica told the Huffington Post that their guests absolutely loved the pizza cake, though the couple made sure to include some sweet options as well. We offered the pizza along with other snacks, and everyone was excited to have some late night eats. We didn't forget the dessert lovers, though. We also had homemade fun- funfetti cake bars and a gelato truck. Man, I should have made friends with these people. This sounds like this sounds dope. <laughs> the hit of the wedding was the ashtray cake. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that looks like a bunch of cigarette butts in the middle of that pizza. Uh, apparently, they're uh, the. Oh, the groom play. The groom plays for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Okay, so. There were mini baseball bat keychains as escort cards. Okay, terrible. Drink napkins had baseball phrases like game over and fits like a glove printed on them. Okay, first off, game over. Terrible thing to have at a wedding. That's a good point. Fits like a glove. Kind of disturbing to have at eight. Boxes of Cracker Jack. Okay, they're they're losing me a little bit. The pizza was cool. Now Cracker, come on. Damn. (laughs) They're losing me. I'm going to have to, uh, later later on on my own time, I don't think it would be interesting radio, but I'm going to look and see if that guy's any good at baseball. Either way, if, if there's any women listening that want that, to that wanna, that wanna have a wedding with a pizza cake, get at me. Yes. You know, I'm not saying we'll get married tomorrow. We, we can go for coffee and see how it goes, and then, you know. <laughs> I'm just shocked about all the baseball fare as well. I mean, Cracker Jack, what's next? A hot dog? You know what I mean? You wouldn't eat a hot dog at a wedding? It depends. On what? If they had mustard, because <laughs> then I would eat. <laughs> You're right. You know what? And 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 I I do. I'm just trying to crack wise here, cracker jack wise. You know what I'm saying? No, but uh, any anyone who does something different at a wedding, definitely props. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm because it's they are sameish. Right. And I I still you know not even not even to butter you up. I still think uh 
I think your wedding had the best food of any wedding I've ever been to. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, they, they went all out because I worked there at the time, and they were like, we're going to give you everything that we have on the appetizer list. That's sick. And they did, and it was delicious. All right, so I guess I'll include this in the news. Um, last story? Last story. Okay. Uh, I, this is less of a story and more just, I, I, I told you I had found Netflix's list of uh, or Netflix original films okay. coming out this year. Um I'll give you like a. There's a bunch of these, but let's let's try to. Um, the old guard, uh, Charlize Theron and Kiki Lane. That sounds like a porn star name. Lead a covert group of immortal mercenaries who must fight to keep their team together when they discover the existence of a new immortal and their extraordinary abilities are exposed. Okay. Uh, Miss Americana from director Lana Wilson, a raw and emotionally revealing look at Taylor Swift. Hell yes. Okay. Mank from director David Fincher. The story centers around the writing of Citizen Kane, starring Gary Oldman, Amaris, uh, Amanda Seyfried, and Charles Dance. See, Gary Oldman, you know, is the only reason why I'd probably watch it because I think he is. He probably a, plays Orson Welles. He's a great actor. Uh, yeah, no. Did you like Sid and Nancy? I did not see that. I'm surprised. I thought every punk rocker saw that one. Guess I'm not punk, bro. Damn. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> No, I really liked him in True Romance. That was a very shocking role that he did. Dude, every good actor is in that one, I think. Yes. It is a great movie. Tony Soprano, Brad Pitt. Eurovision. When aspiring musicians Lars, Will Ferrell, and Sigrid, Rachel McAdams, you Uh, love Will Ferrell, right? No. Are, are given the opportunity of a lifetime to represent their country at the world's biggest song competition, they finally have a chance to prove that any dream is a dream worth fighting for. Okay. I'm thinking of ending things. A road trip. I like the title. A road trip becomes a twist of a twisted mix of palpable tension, psychological frailty, and sheer terror in the latest from Charlie Kaufman. I will definitely. Charlie Kaufman's the shit. So. What is what has he done before? Uh, his first movie was Being John Malkovich. Love that movie. Yeah, he also did Adaptation. Hate that movie. Really? <laughs> I do. Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. Never saw it. Great film, in my opinion. <laughs> Whatever that means. Means you like it. <laughs> I suppose so. Oh shit! A fall from grace in this thil- in this thriller from Tyler Perry. A disheart a disheartened woman restored by a new romance discovers her relationship is full of secrets and her vulnerable side quickly turns violent. Starring Crystal Fox, Felicia Rashad, back at it, Brescia Webb, and Cecily Tyson. Okay. Uh, by the way, I should probably shout out a kissing contest right then. That was whenever, whenever when they were talking about movies and they read the name of an actor or actress that they hadn't thought about in a while. That was their thing. They always what? said back at it. Oh, okay. Um, the Willoughbys. Convinced they'd be better off raising themselves, the Willoughby children hatch a sneaky plan to send their selfish parents on vacation. The siblings then embark on their own high-flying adventure to find the true meaning of family. Kind of sounds like that movie North. No. Oh, yes, but it also sounds like that movie. What's the movie where they locked the parents in the basement and they were partying upstairs? I forget who was in it. Was Jamie Lee Curtis in it? Oh, um... I can't remember. Not Freaky Friday, because that's not it. Carpool? Uh, I don't think Carpool, because that's with um, Tom Arnold, right, where he plays a bully? Is it? Uh, I don't know. I that's be... called Bully. I don't know. All right, what, I'll keep Pardon going. Me. Yeah, go for it, bro. 
Spencer Confidential. Uh-oh. Mark Wahlberg reteams with director Peter Berg to play an ex-cop. Creates a company called Discount Cemetery. <laughs> promo code not Nordic. Not Nordic. 25% off to play an ex-cop Spencer who moves in with Hawk, an aspiring MMA fighter with his own rap sheet. Between gym rounds, the, duo taunt, the duo's taunts turn to trust, and they team up to solve a double homicide. Holy shit, that sounds bad. Oh, boy. I will watch the fuck out of that. Okay, Carpool is the movie with Tom Arnold, by the way. Okay, all right. Just to let you know. Crip Camp. Down the road from Woodstock in the 70s, a revolution blossomed at a ramshackle summer camp for teens with disabilities, transforming their lives and igniting a movement. I get it, Crip Camp. Uh-huh. Executive produced by Barack and Michelle Obama. Okay. Coffee and... <laughs> Dude, you ready? Go for it. Coffee and Kareem. I kind of like that. <laughs> a Detroit cop reluctantly teams with his girlfriend's 11-year-old son to clear his name and take down the city's most ruthless criminal, Ed Helms, oh, and Taraji P. Hansen star. I don't even know who that is. Uh, she's been in some things. Okay. Uh, man. Some of these, <laughs> some of these sound real bad, huh? That Mar- that Marky Mark one. Oh, oh baby. Well, we have to uh, see it together then. From writer-director David E. Talbert, a holiday... Yeah, maybe we can do... I don't know, maybe we can come up with like a new segment that involves us watching Netflix original movies. Why not? Um, from director... Jingle Jangle. From writer-director David E. Talbert, a holiday musical tale of an embattled toy maker, his precocious granddaughter, and a magical invention. Forrest Whitaker and Keegan-Michael Key star. I like Keegan-Michael Key. I love Keegan-Michael Key. Key and Peele was one of my favorite shows of the last few years. Uh, all right, one more. Out of the f- out of the fire. Tyler Rake, Chris Hemsworth. Man, that's such an action movie name. Tyler Rake. That is pretty dope. Is a fearless black market mercenary with nothing left to lose when his skills are solicited to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned international crime lord. Action-packed, edge-of-your-seat thriller. <sighs> I, I feel like if they have to say it, like, right, yeah. like how action-packed and edge-of-your-seat could it possibly be? I think I'm sitting back and I'm reclining. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Screw you. I'm not on the edge. It might you might just fall asleep. I watched a uh I watched a two hour long Metallica set on uh on YouTube last night. Damn, you watched the entire thing? I fell asleep by the at the encores. Damn. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> so that could be that could be what happens when I watch that edge of your seat thriller. Hey I'm surprised you made it that far. Here's the problem though, it was the load tour. Okay. So it was uh they played all the load bangers. Nice. You got Hero of the Day. You got Until It Sleeps. You got um, uh, King Nothing. And that's a funny thing because that was towards the end of their like because uh, that's when they came back hair haircut. Yeah, yeah, they short were all, hair. Yeah, they were all spiffy looking. They had that MTV thing. Do you remember that where Metallica was in the back of a truck, a semi truck? Yeah, yeah. And they went they went to three houses and there were three semi trucks at the house. Hundred percent, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> The one guy, the, remember the guy who won? He was a drummer, and he was like, Lars, could you please just, like, show me how to play drums? And, <laughs> please. He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think he, like, I think he just signed his drumstick or something I don't like know. That. I'll, I'll, I'll sign your drumstick. Lars Ulrich. Lars Ulrich. Oh, fucking, fucking Lars. Anyway, yeah. we'll be back with Punching Bags. All right. 
One final segment for that ass. Guess who's back? Back again. Jay and Chuck are back. Tell, <laughs> tell a, a friend. friend. Yeah, Please. tell a friend. Tell a friend because our, 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 our listens are down a little bit. Uh, yeah, because that's what it's all about, and that's what we care about. No, I... I no, seriously, tell people. Now. We, we want to get big. We want to have ads. We want to have a Patreon. I want to quit my fucking... I want. I don't want to be a... You think I want to be a substitute teacher and an Uber driver my entire life? He I've does. got bigger... Uh, yes, I do. Okay, exactly. That's true. <laughs> um, uh, we should say uh, notnordicpod at gmail.com. We read any and all emails on the air. Uh, I mean, in the case of uh, listener listener Justin's uh, a while back, I, we got like a half hour segment out of it. So you literally have a chance to you know help program our show if you want to. Well, not only that, listen to uh, listen about Freddie Vacant, which who we didn't thank for writing in last year. Fred, Fred Rock, my friend, apologize because he's the one that sent in the um, the email about live uh, albums, live albums, yeah. And we 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 talked about that like three different times. Exactly, a lot of people have written in about that. Fred Fred, dear friend, miss you dearly, my friend. Hope to hope to see you soon. I still haven't heard any of the new music or any of the old music because Chuck still hasn't given me any of it. So I blame you thanks. for not reminding me. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, notnordicpod at gmail dot com, uh, facebook dot com slash notnordicpod. Please add us on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, at, Instagram at notnordicpod. Just you know, build our socials up. Exactly. Yeah, we, we you know we, we we listen to us beg. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have like 160 Facebook followers, and I think most of them are friends of mine that have never once heard the show. They just followed us to be nice. Nice. Uh, which you know, I appreciate that. I yeah. do. But I'd like to. I'd like to expand our horizons. You know, tell us. Tell us what we need to do to get you as a loyal listener. Send us a joke. Send us a punching bag. Yeah, yeah. We would really love to get into audience submitted punching bags. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, next week we might be doing a taste test kind of thing that was submitted. Oh yeah, so, yeah right, folks. I totally forgot about that, folks. Totally forgot. Okay, uh, so punching bags. Are, okay. uh punching bags the idea of punching bags vaguely is to re-examine pieces of culture pop culture that were ignored uh, or shit on by either I guess critics or the general public or both right or an underrated piece of material yeah. that we that we really attach to yeah something 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 that didn't you know wasn't uh, uh, like I think a platinum album wouldn't work as a uh, as a punching bag. Something something little known that we feel uh, the other person would uh, benefit from revisiting. Right. Or in, in in certain occasions we just fuck with each other. But you know that's that's part of the show. You're right. That that or something that was was shit on immediately when it came out. Like never given a chance and just said this is trash from the beginning. Sure. So we're gonna talk we're gonna talk record albums this week. Uh, so let's go with our uh, our customary rock paper scissors. Game. Okay, well, are you ready? So we're gonna do it. Rock paper scissors shoot. I threw scissors. He threw scissors. Rock paper scissors shoot. I threw scissors. Uh, he threw paper. All right. So you're gonna go or you're gonna defer? I'm gonna go. Okay. Okay. So I have hum. 
Downward is Heavenward. Recorded in 1997. Now, there's some big conspiracy, supposedly. They weren't sure how to release this, because it says it was released January 27th, 1998. But a lot of people say it was 97, because I guess the copywriting was in 97. Huh. I mean, who really cares? Yeah, I I didn't hear it until years later, so I, I have nothing to add to that. So the album is rated extremely high, like very good reviews. But I did see a review where they said um, that the album was going. They had they had no uh, sense of direction. Hmm. Do, do Do you feel that? I I think. Well, I mean, I mean oh, okay, okay. Let's let's strike that for a second. Why does this album mean something? Why did you give me this? Why did you give me this as a punching bag? Um. Well, I I just I really I discovered Hum kind of after the fact. Um, okay. So my first exposure to Hum was I was working with my dad. Uh, my father owns a plumbing business. I don't know if you ever talked to that about that before. Um, I worked for him off and on for a few years. Anyway, I was with a guy named Bobby who worked for him, who had put who's a big music fan and had paid to put like nice aftermarket speakers and like a nice CD player into his work truck. Oh, okay, and. Um, so, Hum has four albums. This is the fourth one. Right. The first two suck, in my opinion. Okay. Um, so, he put on... Uh, Kissing an Angel or something like that. What was that? Electra 2000 is the one. and then. Uh, well, the very first one was an EP. I apologize. Uh, was it? Yes. Yeah. Whatever it is, I didn't like it. I remember I listened to it once. Anyway, so, Bobby puts on um, You'd Prefer an Astronaut, which is their third album. Okay. Filet Show, that's it. Oh, Filet... Show, yeah, uh, all right. Um, and I, I immediately I was like, "Whoa, what is this? This is heavy and cool, and it sounds awesome on this sound system." Right. And he's like, "Yeah, this is Hum." And he's like, "You might know this song." And then he put on Stars, which is their one minor radio hit. Right. And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's it." And then we listened to the whole record. I was like, "Man, this band fucking kicks ass." And I was, uh, I was, I was big into You'd Prefer an Astronaut for a while, and then I believe. A uh, friend of the show, Matt the Greek, was the one that was like, I actually like the one that came after it way better. And he's like, it, you can tell that they had a bigger recording budget with Downward is Heavenward. And they, he said he feels like they wanted to indulge their more spacey tendencies all along, which is certainly something that they did on Downward is Heavenward. So I, I, lo- I love this record. I If I'm being honest... Uh, I pr- I probably like you'd prefer an astronaut a little better, but I just I figured this one is probably better as a punching bag because it doesn't have their hit song on it, you know. Oh well, I gotta tell you, I agree with the Greek because I'm telling you this album is really really good. Yeah, it's, I'm glad you liked it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, should I tell that? Should I tell that story again about the uh, the? Uh, I told it to you off the air. The 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 deer the deer uh, chili story. The deer chili story? Go for it. Yeah, so I, we, it comes up sometimes that I, I, I lived for a couple of years with a, a close friend of yours named Chris and okay. his older brother, John. And uh, John was an avid hunter who, at one point, I remember, took down a pretty good-sized deer and made us a giant pot of venison chili. And I... I I, I had a bunch of bowls. It was good. And I just... I got food poisoning from it. I was... And it was it was one day. I felt better after one day, but that one day was like 
Like, I literally, like, slept on the bathroom floor. Like, I was fucked up. Right. I've never eaten venison since. Oof. And, um, so, I, for some reason, I, like, I had, I, I had a little, uh, a little CD player in the bathroom, and I was like, oh, if I'm gonna be stuck in here, let me put some music on. And the only CD that I had in there was Downward is Heavenward. And I remember putting it on and, like, laying down on the bathroom floor sick as a foot. Because uh, Chris and John were both at work. I was home alone. Actually, their their mom came and kind of took care of me. She's a good lady. But that's that's a different story. Right. Um, so um, I put on Downward as Heavenward and I laid down in my very sick state and I fell asleep. And I remember I had the weirdest dreams. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, that, that, that really, like... <laughs> that inspired some odd stuff in my subconscious that I still haven't fully uh, figured out. <laughs> so you have you have two connections to this: severe food poisoning from venison, yeah, <laughs> and a guy you used to work with who put it on and let you listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, well, no, I didn't listen to this. Oh no, you're right. You're, you're I right. Listened, I listened to you prefer an astronaut, right? Exactly. But that's what got me into the band. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And they, uh, I was actually they, you know, they've gotten back together. Uh, they've yes, been touring for saying. a couple years, and supposedly they've got new music coming. They uh, they toured with Failure, and uh, the singer of my band, Scott from the Mad Splatter, went. And he, uh, I was upset I didn't go, but then he said Failure blew home off the stage, so I, di- I didn't feel as bad. Ooh. Okay. Well, when they when they were touring this album, they went out with that band Swerve Driver. Oh man, I bet that was awesome. Yeah, that's and that's what they said. They said that they were looking for bands to go on tour with because previous to this, when they were touring for you'd prefer an astronaut. Yeah. Guess what band they were touring with? Tell me. I just had it and I just lost it. <laughs> um, the Promise Ring. Wow. Yeah. That, actually, that probably would have been a good show too. Exactly. Oh, see, I'm not a big fan of the Promise Ring just because of the singing. The music I never had an issue with, but I could not get past the singer because I heard that album later in my introduction to them. Davey's got a very unique voice. There's no doubt about it. So uh, I did some research about this. The lead singer actually had a record label for a while and released a band called Caster. Never heard them, but I guess they're like a punk kind of hardcore kind of band. Well, so, we can check that out sometime if yes, you want. Yes, man, that's something we should look into. I enjoy this album a lot. I'd have to say that my favorite songs on this album are If You if you Are to Bloom. That's, that's your shit right there. And uh, Green to Me. Now, those, oh, man, I'm telling you, right off the bat, those songs are just... You want to sing a little If You Are to Bloom? Okay, okay. well, I was going to play a little bit, give a little audio, guys. Yeah, give, uh, give, give a, a little, little, audio, guys. Give a little, give a little taste. Yeah, here. check this out. Yeah, it's an ambient noise. You can definitely tell immediately listening to this, there was a lot of time spent on it. Yes. Dude, this riff is awesome. Yes. I like how it's heavy but kind of droning at the same time. Yes. And I love I love his uh his vocal pattern that he sings right here. Yeah, this little part right here. That, that little lead right there was awesome. Yeah. Well, this part, too. God, yeah, this, I, this sound fucking rules. You're getting oh me excited my, about it again. Honestly, man, I've been listening to this straight. Because I actually bought this album. I saw and I was so worried you were going to hate it. <laughs> well, I bought it before I even listened to it, and I'm just so glad I bought it because now I have and I can listen to it all the time. 
So, uh... I love his voice, too. I think he's got a great voice. The The guy they recorded with was actually someone from their hometown. Where are they from? Champagne. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, I've played in Champaign. It's it's a there's a university. It's a college town. It's a university. Dude, in Illinois watch campus. the bubbles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so wait. The, so actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna digress real quick. Hold that thought. So go ahead. There's a I, I might have even told you about this, but there's a, I, I know I've never told the listeners. Uh, did I ever tell you about the sandwich that we ate when we were in Champaign? No, you did not. Okay, so there's a place in Champaign, Illinois, called um, the 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 Fat Sandwich Company or something. And um, so the the signature sandwich uh, is called the Big Fat Ugly. Okay. And Scott and I, uh, I think, I want to say it cost $25. And Scott and I got one to split. And it, <laughs> we, I, I, I worked on my half of the Big Fat Ugly for two or three days afterwards I think like it, it took me that long to finish it and I didn't feel right for a week <laughs> like, it now, was, was, was it ever on man versus food or anything like that I gotta imagine it was big fat ugly okay so it's it's the size of basically a football it comes on two long rolls that are you know opened up because okay the, okay you, re- you ready for what's on the big fat ugly let's hear it even though this is a punching bag let's go four cheeseburgers okay double cheesesteak okay chicken cheesesteak Okay. Gyro meat. Mm-hmm. Grilled chicken. Ew. Bacon. Good. Yuck. Sausage. Ew. Mozzarella sticks. Yuck. Chicken fingers. Okay. Chicken nuggets. Damn. Mac and cheese bites. Okay. Losing me the fried one. Fried mushrooms. Okay. Jalapeno poppers. 10-4. Pizza bites. Roger that. Onion rings. Copy. Hash browns. Heard you. American cheese. What up? Mayo and ketchup. Was that? Oh <laughs> my. Okay, the only thing I didn't like was the mac and cheese bites. That's it. Well, look, it, the truth of the matter is, um, it all kind of just congeals into one. Like I couldn't, I, I couldn't really pick out any of the individual ingredients. It kind I of gotcha. just became it's one big gloopy. grease pile. Yeah. No, I gotcha. And I remember, so that show was at a, um, uh, it was at a, a show, a, a show house. A, it was a basement show, and apparently. It was like a, a house on campus, and it was one of those houses where it just went. It, they'd been having shows there for years. Like it just happened that like some punk kids would move in and have shows in the basement, and then the next tenants would be punk kids oh, too. Okay. Like it just hey, that it, worked out. Yeah, it kind of just kept going. I think it was called the. It might have been called like the Dan Aykroyd House or something like that. Something Ghostbusters related. That's not bad. And uh, so we 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 started to eat our big fat ugly, and we still had to play. And, uh, <laughs> Like you know, you've seen you've seen our band. Scott's the lead singer, but I sing a decent amount of like backing vocals and harmonies and stuff. And so we kind of looked at each other and we're like, well, maybe we should stop eating this. Otherwise, we it might it might end up on whoever's watching us play. Yes, yeah, especially with all that cheese, you know, yeah. start to get that a lot of phlegm. So I had booked that tour and I booked it in a very poor manner. I admit it because after Champagne, we had to drive back to Philly. So. Damn, leave champagne, bro. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the guys in my... I drove most of the time, and the guys in the band were uh, pressuring me to... I said... Because, obviously, it was a show house, so they were like, you guys can go upstairs and sleep, whatever. And I was like, well, let's get some shut-eye before we drive from fucking Illinois to Pennsylvania. There you and go. they were like, no, we want to go home now. So they talked me into leaving right after the show. Damn. So, so just picture me driving through, like... P- 
Pittsburgh, like Pittsburgh, just eating the remains of my big fat ugly. Blasting music to stay awake. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Then I, I very rarely gave up the driver's seat, but I remember that night around Pittsburgh, I was like, Scott, you gotta drive. I, I have to sleep some. Yes. So anyway, that was that was a vaguely related digression. Go. <laughs> related? Let's, let's, because of champagne. Uh, I guess so. I said vaguely. Uh, okay. Did, did you like that story, listeners? Let us know. Not, Not Nordic Pod. Gmail.com. Let's keep talking about hum. Well, so so what happened was is I guess there's a guy who teaches a class out there, the guy they actually uh, recorded with, the Mark Rubel guy. Okay. He runs uh, a class, and uh, I forget who did it. It was either the, the guitar player or the bass player took a class with him, and they wanted to work with them. They wanted to keep everything local when they did this recording. Oh, that's cool. So they... Pogo uh, Studio. The thing the thing I loved about it is it had, for me, the way I felt, it felt it had that that um, that mix of uh, Siamese Dream. Like that really distorted kind of melodic, those melodic songs. Nothing was screamed. There was nothing like that. All of his vocals were melodic. I really, really enjoyed this. It, it it does kind of sit in the same kind of groove as Siamese Dream. Now that you mentioned it, I can see that. I'm actually surprised they never toured together. Yeah, especially uh, isn't Smashing Pumpkins are a Chicago man, aren't they? I I'm I'm not sure. I think they are. Yeah, I uh, I am very happy that I got this album. I really enjoyed it. I suggest anyone out there who has listened to the previous album, I suggest listen to this. You prefer an astronaut, I feel, is not as good as Downward is Heavenward. Well, there you go. You and Personal. Matt, you and Matt the Greek. Yes. I'm on board. So you... I would give it... Go ahead. Nine... Wow! Diamond-encrusted battle axes. That's sick. Yes. That's sick. It is, very, it is that good, folks. You got nothing to say about Apollo, huh? Uh, that's why it's nine. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't like that song? Uh, I just... I really couldn't get into it that much. That that dude, that lyric blew my mind. Did it really? Thinking of a number between everything and, and two. two. That's some deep shit, bro. Uh huh. <laughs> All so, right. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Holmes a fucking great band. May- who knows? Maybe if they play around here again, we can go. Green to me. If you are to bloom, if you just listen to those two songs, they'll blow you. And that's just worth the album. Would you go itself. with me if they played a gig in Philly? Sure. Nice. All right. Uh, well, let's. Uh, I guess it's my turn then. So we're going to talk about. I can't believe I'm saying this, but we're going to talk about Kitty. Kitty, <laughs> uh, Kitty is um, uh, a metal. I guess initially they were a new metal band from London, Ontario. That's a suburb of Toronto. <coughs> they they kind of. I remember they kind of burst on the scene in the late '90s. Um, I actually. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I knew a guy who dated one of them casually, but that's a whole other story. Okay. Um, the album that uh, I was told to listen to is their third full-length LP entitled "Until the End." Mm-hmm. Uh, not the not the hardcore band from Florida. Um. So, I mean, obviously, I, I think the interesting thing about you telling me to listen to this is, I think you assumed that I would go into it with certain assumptions about Kitty, and you were probably right. Right. Um, I actually... Um, so, I listened to some of their old stuff uh, as well, just because I, I, I thought that was kind of important, you know, to get get a compare and contrast going. The first song's called Look So Pretty. 
Um, it it starts sort of unassumingly with a uh, you know like kind of a mid tempo. They're jamming, whatever, whatever. Right. And then I think about thirty seconds in. Let's check it out. They they hit you with a they hit you with a pretty bitchin' thrash riff. Here we go. Yeah, it's kind of dirty, like. Yeah. Oh, slow down a little bit. Oh. Uh oh. Here it comes. This is the part where I was like, "Oh shit! This yeah. is what this is what this is what we're doing." Right. Pulling it away. Dude, honestly, like, that sounds like a giant white guy, like, with a bandana and muscles <laughs> should have started singing. Or, like, that sounds like an all-out war, like a hate breed riff or something. Right, exactly. And that that's what blew me away when I first heard this when I was working. Some guy was playing, I was like, whoa. I was like, I didn't know you listened to this kind of music. And I was like, who is this? And he was like, Kitty. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the clock. Exactly. <laughs> I was very shocked with that song right there. And that's the song that I burned for a former guest of the show, Paul. All right. And he was like... In Culture Pop? <laughs> Culture Pop, with a K. Okay. How do you spell... <laughs> but yeah, I never said anything to him. And you know, he was going around playing it, thinking it was like a new hardcore band from New Jersey or Philadelphia. <laughs> so, um... All right, so... Go ahead. Uh, there are... I counted three breakdowns on the entire record, which... I would have thought. I kind of thought there'd be more, <laughs> to be honest. Um, Burning Bridges track eight has a sweet fucking breakdown at the nice. end. Um, I think all. I think all the. Um, so the drummer uh, Mercedes, uh, the the singer and the drummer are sisters, right. uh, Morgan and Mercedes, and it's it's important to know too. And we'll get into it in the next episode when we talk about the accompanying documentary. They were really fucking young. Right. Like I looked it up now. Uh, the singer Morgan is 38 now, and the, the drummer is 36. So this was 15 years ago. So, I mean, that, what they're doing here is far better than the music I was making in my <laughs> early 20s. Seriously. Um, so, yeah, and especially, like, I mean, yeah, the, their early stuff was kind of bad, but they were like children. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I thought, I mean... Not, I mean, they, they created a genre of music that was like... I don't know that they... I mean... I mean, I mean, though, uh, no. did you listen... I mean, the song Brackish. I listened to Brackish specifically. Oh, okay, yes. now, what could you compare at that time that was doing that? Who was doing the singing kind yeah, of I was going to say Corn, but I guess that guy didn't sing. Yeah, no, no, but... Not, so you're comparing Kitty to Corn right now. I think they totally had that same kind of like... Like that, that same kind of groove. I don't know. I, you know, I never compared the two. I guess I'll have to go home and compare the corn and kitty uh, conspiracy. I'll tell you what is fun. I watched a, I watched a live performance of them doing spit on Ozfest from touring off that record. And the, she uses a lot of cuss words. And the fa- dude, the fashion of the time is really fun too. Man, pan- people's pants were really big in the late nineties. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, starting like track three, I think it is. She's st- the title track. She starts to sing some as well, right? And I do think that um, just like corn, it, 
I think I think that I think the singing mixed with her her like black metal scream works better in some songs than others. Like corn, right? <laughs> Get out of my car, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, and it's funny too. Um, I I I started thinking like the, they really need a fast song. No, I'm sorry. Good. And then track five, sugar kicks in, and it's fast. Right. And I'm like, okay, all right. So they they kind of they kind of uh, uh, sequence the album in the way I would have. Right. Yeah. Slow it down. Speed it up. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah. It, it's um. Uh, at a certain point, I I think that maybe what she's doing vocally and what they're doing musically sort of work at cross purposes, just because like. I think that I don't know her. What she's doing vocally would be would be better suited for like a um, uh, like a black metal band, that, like a band that's like ah, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, like whereas like, like corn. I, I, Jesus Sorry, Christ, I'm, I'm Jay. done. I'm done. That's <laughs> Go ahead. Um, yeah. So like, I sometimes I would picture this these songs is sounding better with my like maybe a more guttural scream. Okay. And I almost feel like I'm being sexist when I say that, but I don't mean it that way. No, I understand what um, you're saying. But that's that's a minor quibble. Like this is for this is a good record. Yeah. It's it's I was shocked. I was I was I was expecting the worst. Awesome. That and really... uh, uh, I'm probably gonna listen to the the, the records they did after because I'm curious if any of that's any good. Uh, what was the song? I think it's "Funeral for a Friend." Funeral. That's that's "Kill Your Idols." That's uh, "Funeral for Yesterday." Oh, "Funeral for Yesterday." Sorry. Yeah, that album is actually not that bad either. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, nine nine. <laughs> Sorry, I was just it says, it says they sold nine thousand copies the first week. That took me a little by surprise. Uh. All right. Well, yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll listen to that one too. They recorded that one in Red Bank at Retro Media Studios. Nice. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I I like the Kitty record. Who Who would have thought? Hey, uh, that's that's the whole idea of this, bro. Who would have thought? <laughs> Seriously. Uh. So. Uh. Do you want to uh, Do you want to tell me what I'll be listening to? Uh. In two weeks. Okay. You know what? I want to give you. This is an album I felt that was underappreciated, majorly. Okay. Um, Adventures. Oh, okay. Supersonic Home. Sweet, yeah. Have you heard that album? No, but uh, you you talk highly of it. So. I do, and I think it is very underappreciated. It kind of works too, because you know the, the the members of that band are in another band that's like gigantically huge now. So. Right, Code Orange. Yeah, so Adventures kind of got thrown by the wayside because Code Orange became this this juggernaut. Exactly, and uh, I feel that that is one of the best albums. What did that come out? Two thousand sixteen. 2014, 15? I don't know. Let's look. Oh, I apologize. I, I should have had that information, and I didn't, folks. You, it's just like corn. <laughs> nice try. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, that Adventures album came out in 2015. 2015 on Run For Cover Records. Run For Cover Records, yes. And I feel that that Hum record could have come out on Run For Cover Records. You know what's funny is, I mean, just to, just to kind of... Uh, uh, Reinforce what I said. <laughs> the picture they have on the Adventures Wikipedia page is a picture of Code Orange. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, you're gonna listen to Supersonic Home. I'm excited. I'm excited. So I was gonna. So for you, I was actually gonna give you uh, Cave In's Antenna album, but okay. I, feel, I feel like that's a little too similar to uh, to the Hum record musically. So let's branch out a little bit. Okay. And we're gonna go with. Uh, <laughs> 
a record I genuinely love. Okay. Gin Blossom's new miserable experience. All right, let's listen to it. <laughs> that's got that's got a couple of the hits. On no, it. I know, I know it does, and I have not listened to it in a while, but all right, I'll definitely. All right, I'm excited. I feel good about these punching bags. Nice. What do you? What do you? Anything to say to close out the show? <sighs> Again, this is going to be a new year, guys. We're going to be working on new things uh, to try and grasp. Yeah, More listeners? Yeah, we've got a new spin on punching bags that we're going to try starting in two weeks. We'll explain that on next week's show. Yeah, let us let us know what you think. Um, yeah, we have uh, we have some new things that we want to try out. Maybe bring back some old haunts. Maybe, and, some, uh, maybe some new guests too. I have some I have some guest ideas. Nice revive and, uh, some 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 different. Uh, uh, I think there's a, a different. Fred was saying he thinks there's definitely different like quizzes and games we can do where we change around the mechanics. So. Okay, cool. Uh, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll just keep trying things, and uh, you know, keep going. A punching bag seems to work, so we're sticking with punching bags, and then other stuff doesn't. So we just uh, <laughs> we just move. Goes by the wayside. Yeah, we just keep keep it moving. <laughs> All right, Joe, Joe, and listener Joe is gonna kill us. Joe Ben's on because we're we're ne- I think we're nearing two fi- or um, an hour fifteen now. So oh we better, boy, uh, we better sorry, cut Joe. It off. Uh, Mad Splatter, January 18th at uh, Astro Monster Studios in Collingdale, Pennsylvania. Ronan's birthday party. $10 cover. BYOB. 21 plus. Oh, oh, you didn't rate the Kitty album. Oh, um, seven Viking broadswords. Damn. We'll see you guys next week. And don't forget. We're not earning. (laughs) We are not. Wait, what are we? Not. Nordic. Nordic. Late.